This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, baby mama drama. Biz leaves something special in the hotel pool. Teresa never has to go to the garage again. And guest Gina Sampaio of the blog Sister Serendip reminds us adoptive parents can be assholes too. Woo! Who came to school today? School today. School today. Who came to school today? Simon and Katie Bell went yes, to school. I love it when Teresa starts the show off with a surprise song. That makes me so happy. Uh, I, yes, yes. I was just saying that like the, our board of education is constantly calling us to remind us things like go to school. And after a week being off and traveling and like everything else, I turned to Steph and I was like, I, don't worry. Pasadena Unified. We got it. We're going to school yeah. tomorrow. We will be there two hours early, possibly. Yeah. Um, I said this morning to Simon, it's Monday. Do you know what that means? <laughs> and he's like, what? And I go, it's a school day. Woo! Yes. Uh, so mm-hmm. Thanksgiving done. Done. Check. Dunsies. Check for the year. You don't have to do that again this year. <laughs> I'm thankful that that holiday is over. How was your holiday? I, okay, it was actually, it was pretty good. We, I will say, we traveled as a family unit to Philadelphia from Los Angeles. Very, very bold. From beautiful warm weather to uh, a lot of snow. Yeah. A lot of rain, a lot of snow the day that we arrived. Okay. Uh, Ellis, lap child, <laughs> probably not the best mm-hmm. uh in terms of planning, mm-hmm. but even even if we had, we'd still be like minus somebody because only rows of three. I know. Uh, and Ellis, uh, really active, super active baby <laughs> on the plane, and uh, did not, he sleep at all? Not asleep. Yeah. Right. Ah! He's like totally flipping out. I don't even know how that would happen. Like, well, I tell you, on the way back, uh-huh. I was like, "We're bringing the sleep sack on the way back." Oh. Put him in the sleep sack. Yeah. I can't believe how casually I say sleep sack now since I thought the concept of a sleep sack with child one was the weirdest thing. Even though I kept really? her in one, I was just mm-hmm. like, you don't this want me to weird. put covers on the bed, but you want me to put my kid in a sack? That just sounds like, <laughs> It just sounds weird to me. Anyway, um, we put him in the sleep sack, and uh-huh. he was like half the motion— and he fell asleep huh. twice on the plane going back. Whoa. I know. I would not have predicted that that would have such a powerful a effect. A huge effect. That's amazing. And I worked the shit out of that baby. I was like, you know, like I see yeah. how we have our two songs. I'm just singing them. Yeah. And like every time like Stefan would like lean in and sing along. And that I'm like, you're and distracting. Just up. <laughs> Stop trying to help. Don't help. You have another child to help. Um, we survived snow. We survived. We moved hotels and houses. I mean, we we were like, we went to Philly. We then went to go visit people who have a farm Mm -hmm. outside of Philly. Mm -hmm. Then we came back to another hotel. We got on the plane and came back. And everybody just did fucking great. Amazing. Everybody really did great. And I turned to Stefan this morning. (laughs) I said, I guess we're back. We're back here to the same old (laughs) routine. And he said, I feel strangely invigorated. And I'm like, you know what? I do, too. I mean, it was a really hard, long trip of yeah. just, like, constantly, eh, like, yeah. all the time. But 
I actually feel jazzed up after the that. trip, and I think it's because we we did it. Yeah, we just you did, did it. it. You just made it's a major accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, it's done. It is a major That's accomplishment. That's a good feeling. Yeah. So in a nutshell, we survived. Okay. Uh, how was yours? <laughs> um, it was it was fine. Um, I'm just. Are have you ever had this experience where like? <laughs> You're having maybe like a really challenging time with one of your kids uh-huh. for a while and you kind of get used to how challenging it is and it's just a really challenging time. Right. But then all of a sudden like something shifts for whatever reason <laughs> and things are just like really nice for uh-huh. a little while and you have some days where it's like it's just really joyful to be around sure. that person and you're and you kind of like start to think to yourself like why was I saying that this was like hard? Why? Why was? Why was it like? What was challenging about this child? Like right. everything is just good. Maybe I was just like going through something. Or, yeah, you know. And then something shifts again. <laughs> Yet again, something shifts, even for a brief moment. Right. To give you just enough to glimpse back through that window of time <laughs> and say, "Oh yes, no." No, no, no I remember. It's yeah. you, kid. Yeah, it's not me. This is this, this is, is fucked hard. up and hard sometimes. <laughs> very fucked up and hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I may have had one or two of those moments. <laughs> Twice or three times a day, in fact. <laughs> uh, there was so funny. Stefan and I would be like, it'd be the end of the night, and everybody would be asleep, or we'd be in the car, and everybody would be asleep. Uh-huh. You know? And I was like, this is, I'm having such a nice time on yeah, this vacation. I know. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm only having a really nice time when everybody's Everyone's somewhere asleep. else. I know. <laughs> so oh, it's horrible. Um, but now, I want to lead us into our topic, yeah. and I think the holidays yes. is a great time mm-hmm. for for what we want to talk about today to really fester. Oh yeah, and really, really come to the forefront. Uh, and that is sometimes in your families uh, that your partnership, mm-hmm. partnership, mm-hmm. Uh, taking care of the kids, mm-hmm. uh, you might have different approaches Mm -hmm. to the family dynamic. Uh, And so today we are going to talk a little bit about baby mama drama. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Partners. Mm-hmm. You and Jesse. Yes. Partners. Yes. Taking care of your kids. Mm-hmm. Stefan and I, partners. Yep. Taking care of our kids. We're teams. We're teams. And uh, while Teresa and I, we always like to preface, while Teresa and I are uh, very much one type of parenting scenario mm-hmm. with our partners, a lot of other types of partners. Yep. And I was even thinking, I think this, what we're talking about today even applies to the single parents out there because while it may not be a direct traditional partner, mm-hmm. you sometimes find yourself experiencing this with parents or yeah. uh, siblings, like aunts mm-hmm. and uncles or just yeah. the, the community who's helped raising your kids, mm-hmm. you'll find that there are times where perhaps you feel maybe like you're doing a little bit more in terms of the worry mm-hmm. or the planning or the whatever than, say, your partner is. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, do – but you and Jesse – guys probably even keel we're exactly the same yeah you guys i don't know have morning you guys, noon and night have you <laughs> have you 
Ooh. <laughs> How <laughs> awful would that be? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> I just picture these like sad robots marching um, along next to each other. You are doing great. Everybody. <laughs> so <are> you. <laughs> everyone is fine. I'm okay with you playing that way. So am I. Planning for this trip is easy. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, um, oh God. actually, Steph and I do joke about robots all the time, but they're a very weird other type of robot. Anyway, oh. yeah, well, we were just, uh, <laughs> we used to think it'd be really funny if there was like a, this is we're about to derail seriously, okay. but like a lot of if there was a robot who was like just programmed to make out and he was just like I am the French kissing robot, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and like and he would just try and trick you, yeah. into into kissing, yeah, He's like help me, I have. <laughs> I only have a minute to live. There's only <laughs> one way to save me, and that is to French kiss me. Ah, ah, ah. And like, what would they kiss like? Ah, 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 ah. Anyway, those are the robots. Oh and I'll and we have gotten exactly. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's what saves our marriage, basically. Okay, good is the existence somewhere out there of a French good. kissing robot. I love it. All right, Teresa, you have you ever experienced this? Do you ever feel? A little like maybe you're crazy. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Why? See, okay. I hate the idea that like, oh, my crazy wife yeah. is losing right. it over something. And Jesus, can't she just like calm down? Rational thinking cap on for once and relax, Teresa. Relax, mom. Everything's going to be okay. Um, that is so annoying. It is. is, That whole thing is so annoying. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. Let's start with, like, why is it that whoever the parent is that, like, worries more, like, whatever, whatever it is that's happening is suddenly deemed crazy. Yeah. Because I'm like, who is the the better parent? The parent... The parent. We're going to decide this right here today. now. Who is the better parent? It's a new the Facebook crazy challenge. One or the disinterested one? <laughs> right, because one. Yeah, I like that you say it's disinterested. It's like. <laughs> Those are the only two choices, right? Of yes. ways to be as a parent. You can either be crazy Sick or disinterested. Right. The person who's like worrying about making sure that everything gets done. Yeah. Or the person like who's like really overthinking the problem that's yeah. come up. Yeah. Or the person who's like more let it go, yeah. right? Like, yeah, who's yeah. actually doing the better job? Yeah, and I'm sure the answer is that both voices come <sighs> together and make for a conducive parenting <laughs> scenario. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure uh, <clears throat> we're right. No, I hate being the crazy one, but I'm totally the crazy yeah, one sure, in our relationship. Too. Like, I mean, completely. Yeah, and I hate that. Like, I want to be cool. Yeah, I want to be laid back. Yeah. Go ahead and climb up on that wet jungle gem. Yeah. Enjoy it. We don't need to make a list to pack before going away. No. Uh uh. Everything's just fine. No. We don't have to worry about the fact that our dog is going to attack someone who comes in the front door. Yeah, don't worry about that. I don't have to worry about the fact that my baby who hasn't been sleeping well or enjoying baths or there's no way to comfort him is about to be on a five-hour flight and, like, out of his normal sorts. We shouldn't worry about things we might need to bring to make that better. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know, like I, something will be going on yeah. about the household, whether sure. it's like, yeah, like f- making plans with maybe um, extended family, sure. grandparents, whether it's, you know, 
um, planning for bedtime or yep. what activities are appropriate for right before bed or <laughs> how to kind of like set the bedtime tone right. because certain children in some families might have a really difficult time winding down at the end of the day. And it's one parent's job to sit there and wait for that child to go to sleep. And so anything that might affect that on any level might be much bigger deal mm-hmm. than you might think about. De- yeah. Yeah. But I'm always really cool about that. I'm sure. No, I'm not. I make myself, sometimes I make myself ill Ugh. with worry about yeah. things. And it's, yeah, I mean, really, about that. like, That's real. it's, yeah, no, yeah. I really like whatever's going on with one or both kids, whatever's going on with our family or, you know, money stuff or, right. yeah, anything that's going on that's household related, I will... I do try to, like, stay, like, I try to, like, not freak out, but, like, I internalize that stuff. Sure. I just do. And so I will be, like, sweating, you know? Yeah. And then, like, not able to eat. And then, like, trying to talk to my partner about this. Right. In a way that, like, doesn't just make me seem like a crazy person. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like, wait. so that I will actually be, like, heard and understood. Right. Well, we talked about we've we've actually touched a little on this before in terms of like when do you even find the time to talk about right. it? And yeah. that adds to some of this like crazy pressure because you're like we've got to handle these different household elements that are happening, mm-hmm. whether it's balancing our work schedules, mm-hmm. you know, because these things are coming up this week, whether it's the trip, whether it's are we going to do this vacation, this plan, this like whatever, even just the meals for the week mm-hmm. and what your schedules are. And it's hard to get you both in the same place to like just check those boxes up. Yep. And sometimes those boxes take discussion. Yep. And so like... I think as the crazy one, Mm -hmm. it can add into it a little bit to be like, I know this is going to be difficult to even handle Mm -hmm. the discussion part of this. So how do we like, so I think there's that pressure. I think it's also like, I was thinking about this um, last night and I was thinking about how like, because I can also be really calm yeah. and like and like Jesse he's not immune from like spiraling like you know mentally and emotionally right. about things <laughs> but I think there's also I think maybe like it's hard to be super rational unless you're one step removed like I don't want to say mm-hmm. Jesse is a step removed from our household issues but like no, in but a I- way it's like you know, there's definitely, it does definitely seem like stuff related to, like, work becomes more, like, intense for him. And I'm able to kind of listen and go, like, well, I think it's okay. Like, right. let's kind of see how this plays out. Or, right. like, well, what, why don't you try thinking about it like this? And I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more... And rational almost, about yeah, that and like i don't know maybe that maybe that's annoying for him that i'm just like it'll be fine uh, well, you know, this will be fine you know like but i think it's about <clears throat> because whoever is predominantly i think dealing with the kids especially on the issues that concern you like mm-hmm. um the week where you know ellis suddenly hated baths like this yeah. really affected me like, it did yeah <clears throat> i was just like this is part of his routine. This is part yeah. of the calm down. And without this, by myself, with yeah. the kids at night, yeah. this is going to affect me. Yeah, You know, like it affects me when my kid is screaming and it affects yeah. me when my routine is off for both kids. Yeah. And it was like one thing with a lot of the things going on. And like I'd be like, Stefan, I, 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 what I'm looking for is 
somebody to talk to about it. And sometimes the, I don't know what is going on with my voice. I think what I am looking for Mm -hmm. is a sounding board. Yeah. And somebody to say, I take you seriously. I hear what you're saying. I'm going to help you come up with ideas Uh to fix it. But even if he's, I totally get you on that. Like you want like a helper with the problem solving. I want a helper with the problem. But isn't that even like, that definitely is probably the best case scenario. But isn't there like a part of you that just wants them to be freaking out about it too? Yes, yes, of course. I want somebody to be like, oh my gosh, this is really yeah. serious. Yeah. For right. us together. Together. This is crazy. We're, <laughs> we're in this together and it's, it's horrible. This is hard. What will we do? How will we handle this together? Right. Really. Let's just sit out and freak out. <laughs> you know what this is like? Okay. This is exactly <laughs> like the talk like a caveman thing. Oh, uh, right. To do with like the toddlers um, the, or whatever. Yeah, whatever his name is. Um, Dr. Harvey Karp. Dr. Harvey Karp with the. Um, <coughs> happiest I'm toddler just, on the I'm block. I'm just gonna run my mouth. Sure. You like happiest toddler yeah. on the block. Yeah. And and you're supposed to talk like a caveman because you're supposed to show your toddler that you understand right. that they're so upset and you're upset too because <laughs> you don't want to just remain calm because it's condescending. Right. And patronizing. Right. Yeah. Don't remain so calm. Our partners should pretend mm-hmm. to be really upset. Well, well, they should, but there's something about, like, I'm just going to, if you haven't caught on, something has gotten in my throat. Yeah. So enjoy this biz today. I'll just I'll just talk like this, okay. guys. We're going to bring it down. We're going to bring it down. No, I, I witnessed this with friends, too, who have a bunch going on, and they are, one of their complaints is that their husband or partner is just like, all right. Uh-huh. And, and they really want, yeah, I need your help coming up with a plan. Like, yeah. And I think the warriors, the crazy people, <clears throat> tend to be the people who fi- who are the fixers. Yes. And so, and this is true for all kind of aspects in a relationship. If somebody's going to fix it, yeah, the other person has doesn't have to do much. Right. If somebody's always going to wipe down the sink, they don't have to do it. Right. So if if you're the fixer... The partner can very easily fall into a habit of being like, got it. Uh-huh. You'll come up with the right decision. Yeah, don't worry. You're doing a great job. <clears throat> and it's like, Who I, taught those people to say you're doing a great <laughs> job? I know. Stop it. Um, but I always tell them, tell your partner, yeah. I need more this time. Yeah. I need more. Yeah. I'm having a hard time coming up with the answers. Yeah. I need you to throw some answers out. I may tell you they're all awful. Yeah. But at least try. Yeah. I, I need the engagement. Help me. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel incredibly crazy mm-hmm. when I hear or sense something going on. If we're in a scenario where I'm like, <clears throat> we're coming home on the plane, mm-hmm. bad turbulence, and Katie Bell starts to feel sick. Mm-hmm. So do I. I travel horribly. I get really, I can oh, get really? really sick with turbulence. So we're on the plane, turbulence. <clears throat> Katie Bell is feeling. Really sick. She's very upset. I'm holding Ellis. I'm feeling really sick. And I can't do anything. Stefan's next to Katie Bell. And I'm like, like, I'm the one who has to be like, Stefan, get the the barf bag. And, and of course, the first bag's ripped. And then I'm like, get it. Like, get the fucking bag. Right? And then, you know, you need to hold it in front of her. Yeah. And, like, throughout this whole thing, I'm, like, focusing, trying not to vomit myself. Yeah. The whole time I'm hearing her crying and, like, being upset. I'm, like, watching him. And he's like... 
we're about to land. Eventually, we're going to land. Probably one more minute. But he's not watching her physically. Right. He's, like, looking out the window to see yeah. what's happening. Or yeah. he's, and I'm like, you need to keep your eyes on her. Yeah. Like, you, a five-year-old. right here. Yeah, a yeah, five-year-old's not going to yeah. say, she's going to yeah. say, I'm going to throw up. But by the time she does, she's throwing up. Yeah. And, like, so just, you need to have yeah. your arm around her. And you need to, like, yeah. you know, have the bag. Just, yeah, like, right under there. her mouth. Be yeah. your eye. And there was, yeah. like, so many times I kept saying, eyes on her. Because, like, I would have to, like, because I'm trying to. <laughs> To throw up. I'm like clenching his yeah. legs sometimes, or like yeah. Ellis drops something, and he'll turn. I'm like, "Don't look at me! Don't look at me! Like I'm fine. I yeah. am. I am fine. Yeah, you know. But you watch her. Like, that is the only thing that matters because that five year old is gonna throw up and she's gonna feel horrible <laughs> and it's gonna be horrible. Yeah. And like, and the least we can do is try not to have it all over her. Right, all yeah. over her and the plane and like yeah. everything. We got to get out. Like yeah. just this one. Thing. And it was like such a moment of like, am I crazy? Of yeah. course, you have the bag, and, and yeah. you know. And I know some of it is he's not. He Stephen didn't get sick anywhere. Yeah. Right. You know, like I know a lot of it has to do with my own right. personal experiences. Right. But it's one of those moments where you're like, am I the only person thinking yeah. about this? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Why am I like so alone? And that you know. Yeah. And Stephen will say, I told him we were talking about this today, uh-huh. and he was like, well, to be fair. You know, I can can only do, like, four things in my head. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have the multitasking, see-around-the-corner gene. Yeah. You know, like, all the best I can do is think about maybe max four things simultaneously happening. Yeah. And I I know that about him. And I know that's his trait. Well, I am, like, just programmed to be thinking five steps ahead. It's just, like, so ingrained in me. Yeah. Um, Oh, that reminds me of, like, this is kind of related, but it is, like, it's that anxiety, um, that anxiety gene or something, and that is is for survival. Right. We do it because we're anticipating the possible problems that could happen, and that's how we're, like, taking care of our families. (laughs) Right. But it also has the ability to make you crazy. Yeah. To literally make you crazy. And it just reminds me of this one time I was, like, leaving my dad with Simon or something and I was like oh yeah and he might get you know thirsty because blah and so if he does there's this right and then I was like you know what I'm literally telling you that if he's thirsty right. you can give him water <laughs> I was like I'm so sorry I, I like I, right. I know I'm just doing it doing it and he goes oh believe me I know this is my dad yeah. you know raised three kids and with my mom and he's like oh believe me I've I've been through this before. Like he was just he was so sweet about it, but he yes. was just like this is not new territory. And he, then he was we were kind of joking about like how even now that like all the kids are grown up and out of the house, like yeah. my parents have two dogs and right. it's both their dogs and they both take care of the dogs, <laughs> but like my mom will leave and like be giving him these like instructions about one of yeah, the dogs where he's about? just like yes, and he's so sweet. He's just used to it. And he just yeah. knows it's not to be taken personally. Right. It's just our way of taking care of our and that's just the way our brains have like been programmed to work and he's just like okay he just goes okay yeah but yeah i mean i mean i and i that's that is that is exactly it yeah and we do do that yes but to be fair yeah there are times where i will come home and be like well has he eaten right no No. yeah and you're like well that's like three hours yeah right you should give him he might be hungry you think he might yeah yeah you know well we were having a really good time 
I want to have a good time, <laughs> is, is what every mother's tombstone says somewhere. I wanted to have a good time. I didn't want to think about the laundry and the dinner and the bills and our schedules and blah, blah, blah. I just want to sit on the floor and have some fucking fun. So then our response to that yeah, would be just fucking do that. Yeah, That's I know. we would tell we ourselves. We would tell ourselves That's that. what we would say. So, so what, just do it. So, so sit the fuck down. It. Your laundry will still yeah. be there tomorrow. Yeah, if that's what you want, then do just it. do it. We are the, the baby best at following our advice. Right. Yeah, what the fuck? What's wrong with us? I think I think we have pretty clearly said in the show, <laughs> this is not an advice-giving no. show. <laughs> we have no idea how to solve any of your problems, nope. let alone our own. Nope. It is this, I, think it's, <laughs> I think I said to Stefan in the car, <laughs> we're like driving, and I made like... Some sort of parenting remark to him, indicating he was not, in fact, doing a good parenting job. job. (laughs) Uh, But it was like, and then immediately followed it with like my own fail. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, those who can't parent, teach. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I think that's pretty much the the takeaway is that there's no fixing this. It's just generally Teresa and I need to come blow off some steam and basically tell each other, you're not crazy. Thank you. Yeah, you aren't crazy. Yeah. Where are the winners in this yeah. scenario? Yeah. Uh, the people, the warriors, the winners. I feel like, why am I feel like I'm in the Warriors movie? Warriors! <laughs> come out to play! My voice, guys. <laughs> <sighs> so is there a way to stop worrying? Um, shit. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> Take medication? That sounds good. Drink more? Have a little glass of wine? Run, go out for milk and not come back. How about an exercise regimen that you can then stress about keeping up with? (sighs) Done. That sounds perfect. (laughs) Let's get each other that for Christmas. Okay, great. Welcome to the Lady to Lady Show. Behind door number one, we have fantastic weekly guests like Aisha Tyler, French Stewart, Retta, and more. Behind door number two, we have road trip and sleepover games like Would You Rather and Never Have I Ever, the kind of games that remind you of being a kid. Door number three brings you fresh hot episodes every Wednesday. You can find them on iTunes and at MaximumFun.org. Now pick a door. Just kidding. They're not real because we're a podcast. You're all winners. And we didn't really think this through. Lady to Lady. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes. Genius fail time. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. For those of you who don't remember, I have two boys. They're three and one. Mm -hmm. Um, They share a room and they share a closet. 
when Simon is done with some clothes, like he grows out of them, I put them away in the garage. Mm -hmm. And then um, when Oscar is ready to move into the next phase of clothing, I go to the garage and I figure out where Simon's clothes are for the next phase and I bring them in. Um, But I realized the other day that, like, they're getting, as Oscar is, like, moving out of the baby years and into the toddler years, they're really, like, not that different in size. (laughs) So, like, when Simon grows out of something, that pretty much equals this is just a tiny bit too big for Oscar. I can totally wear it. And so all I'm doing is literally taking clothes from one side of the closet and moving them to another side of the closet. And Uh. it's boom. It's over. Over. Yes. Done. Done. Boom. I never have to go back to that garage. Fuck you, ever garage. Again. Awesome. That's nice. Thank you. That's a that's nice. It's a good one. That's good. Thanks. What do you got? <clears throat> I just want to say that like after this trip, I do feel a bit like a fucking great mom. Yeah. All right. These are the things that have happened. So, as I mentioned, Ellis in the bath. Mm-hmm. Ellis fucking loves his bath again. He you want to know why? Because I fucking worked my ass off on it. I made a big deal about it. I was worried about it. And I sat there and I took my time for the last, like, for that week after it happened and really worked with him on getting back into the tub. You know, a lot of times we were, like, outside of the tub and splashing in. And now we've gradually gotten, I have ah, have gradually gotten him back into it. And that kid fucking loves his bath. That's amazing. And that was incredibly <clears throat> fast. And it's sort of like over the course of like two and a half, yeah. three weeks, we are back into bath time love. I mean, it's Good a total job. chaotic bath. But it's well, a bath. But he's having fun bath. and he loves the water again. And it's yeah. all good. Amazing. Um, two, we were going on this trip. No way to comfort this baby, you know, because I'm not feeding him, not doing those things anymore. So I, for like a week leading up to the trip, I just started putting him in the carrier. Just putting him in the carrier. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, as we've seen online, he flails from. Yep. Boom. By the time we got to the trip, that kid loved being in the carrier. Yeah. Went to the carrier. Wanted to be in the carrier. So we nice. were able to get, so like, the airport was so easy yeah, because he was just yeah. there and, like, snuggled and having yeah. fun. Yep. And those were just, like, two things that I was, like, really worried about. And I fucking worked on with yeah. him. And I take full credit. Good job. Yes. This is such a good genius moment. It I was really, really love it. It makes it me was feel really, really happy. And I'll just one more thing, and that was the sleep, mm-hmm. which has been crazy. Yeah. And I can't go in and help him because it just makes him, like, worse. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I've had, like, really tough out, like, a week and a half of just not going in. Yeah. Boom. If that kid slept everywhere we went oh on the trip. God, that's amazing. All of his naps. We took your genius, and we kept him on West Coast time. Uh-huh. Yep. And we... Napped him. Yep. He took two naps a day. Slept through the night. I mean, like he'd wake yeah. up and put himself back to sleep. Yeah, we were all in the same hotel room at times. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just. I felt like a fucking hero. That's amazing. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Yes. Hey, one bad mothers. I have a genius moment, which is a freaking miracle. It never happens. <laughs> anyway, last night we had gone through really tedious afternoon and a rough dinner with my almost four-year-old and it was everyone was in a terrible mood he was in a terrible mood it was bedtime he was being totally non-compliant he wouldn't go to the bathroom he wouldn't brush his teeth he wouldn't get dressed and my husband and I were both just at the complete end of our ropes and about to lose our tempers and that's when I picked up Mr. Crayfish the puppet it's actually a lobster but he calls him Mr. Crayfish And Mr. Crayfish started asking him 
to show him how to do all of the bedtime stuff because Mr. Crayfish lives in the sea <laughs> and they don't have pajamas in the sea. They don't have toothbrushes in the oh sea. God. And so for everything that he had to do, Mr. Crayfish would be like, well, what are you doing there? How do you put on jammies? I've never seen jammies before. That's how Mr. Crayfish talks. Um, and it was a miracle. He was all excited to show Mr. Crayfish how to do all the bedtime routine stuff. He was totally compliant. He did everything quickly. Pretty soon we were all cracking up because Mr. Crayfish was telling him all about how he didn't know how to use a potty because in the ocean they just go potty right in the water. And we were all just dying of laughter. And it totally saved the night. Oh. And so instead of getting mad and yelling, I just picked up a puppet. And it was the most genius thing I've done in a long time. That, that yeah. was amazing. That was amazing. That, that was such a good genius moment. That's a great genius yeah. moment. It, it, I, it's so good. We're, we're going to come back to it in the wrap-up. Okay. You fucking nailed that. Yeah. You nailed it. Good job, Mom and Mr. Crayfish. Failures. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. What you got? So I went to the grocery store with both my kids. Um, I had to go. It was just like a couple days before Thanksgiving, and I knew it was going to be crazy, but like I had to go. It was the only time I could really go. Right. Um, and so I went with both my kids, and and we went right after picking up Simon from school. And as I was picking up Simon from school, like kind of dreading this this shopping trip, I noticed that there was a sign reminding me that I volunteered to bring some, like, frozen chicken nuggets for their little uh, Thanksgiving feast that they were having the next day. Right. And I was actually kind of happy because I was like, oh, well, you know, that's perfect because otherwise I would have had to just go to the store right now anyways. Right. So, so I'll just get it at the store. Well, who walks out of Trader Joe's without those those chicken whatever? Because I didn't put it on my list. list. I just So I had to go back Ugh. the next morning before school with both kids again. And normally, like, before school isn't a busy time at Trader Joe's because it was right before Thanksgiving. It, it was, was a like mad a house. complete zoo. <laughs> um, and so I had to go again. And then, like, whatever. We got them. It was fine. And then, like, the next day was a day I had to go to Whole Foods and pick up the turkey. So, like, I went to the grocery store three days Ugh. in a row in the three days leading up to Thanksgiving. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah. It's an exhausting fail. It was fail. brutal. That yeah. is the, that's how I know I'm having a bad week yeah. when I wind up at the store every fucking day. Yeah. Like, that is the sign of a bad week. I'm sorry, Teresa. <laughs> Thanks. You suck. I know. I suck so much worse this week. Oh, really? So uh, apparently East Coast hotels always have indoor heated pools. Yeah. <laughs> which is lovely. Yeah. So all the snow... Katie Bell and I, the last day, we're at like the last hotel we're going to be at. <clears throat> Alice has got a nap, so I'm going to take Katie, pool, Katie Bell down to the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like a shitty hotel, swimming pool. I'm, I'm sure it's totally skeevy. Uh-huh. We're in it, we're swimming around, and Katie Bell's doing great. And at one point, as a reward for like, you know, doing some swimming, I'm like throwing her, uh-huh. right? And when she, she winds up getting a bunch of water in her mouth uh-huh. and she starts coughing, I'm like, oh, baby, are you okay? And she's like, I swallowed some bleh. And then she totally pukes in the pool. <gasps> okay. Now it's not a lot of puke. Okay. Uh-huh. There is a piece of hot dog. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm just like, there's no one there. <gasps> there's no one there. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I take her and I set her outside of the pool. Yeah. 
Like, are you okay? Like, I focus only on her. Yeah. So, like, I'm watching her and talking to her, but like, I have one eyeball, like, scan in the pool. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. where's the pit? Because it's all gone now. Like, it's all just, it's like, all dissipated. Dispersed. It's just dispersed yeah. through the pool, oh, except for the piece of hot dog, which I've taken out. Right. Oh, good. Right. The hot dog's good out. Job. Thanks. And then I'm like, but we've only been in the pool, like, five minutes. Yeah. And there's a long time to go. Yeah. And I just decided we were going to stay in that pool. <gasps> I know. Everybody can go and, like, whatever. Yeah. But in my, these are my yeah. thoughts in my head. What else are we going to do? One, I'm not telling anybody. Right. Okay? Yeah. I am not. We are not shutting down the hotel pool. No. Two, there's a lot of pee already in this pool. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Probably. There's chlorine. There, exactly. Three, there's chlorine. Yeah. Four, let's just pretend we're swimming in a lake. Yeah. It's much worse in a lake. Yeah. And there's like a yellowing hot tub over on the other side that will just burn it all off of us. Sure. Afterwards. Sure. But like, I just felt I'm not like, worried about you guys. I'm uh, worried about all the people using the pool after you. And well, like, I'm just going to say, you totally suck. I know. And I've been waiting for this for so long. This was like my your worst fails. Are like always just kind of like, mm, I forgot uh, to like put I this totally, in the or whatever. Bullshit <laughs> fucking fails. So I have been waiting this for this. This is the most this disgusting like, thing I've ever is, done. It's thrilling for we me. We just swam in some puke. I, I said to Katie Bell, I said to Katie Bell, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Don't ever speak of this again. Oh, amazing. Yep. You're all you're all welcome. So this was actually a while ago, but I haven't told anybody about it, and it's still weighing on me. Anyway, I have a daughter who's two and a half, and my son is four, and uh, one morning they got up at like 5.30 instead of like 6, so I figured, okay, we got to get out of the house quick, and um, we live by a train, and so I decided we're going to take the train into town. And come back in time for lunch. So, uh, so, uh, and we live in France. Anyway, I get to the train station and I'm pulling out the stroller and I see that I forgot one of the wheels to the stroller. So, uh, which means, okay, we're going to be walking instead of, instead of, instead of going quickly to the playground. And then we're in the train and I'm like, well, gee, I probably should have brought like a change of diapers at least, you know, for my, for my younger daughter. And then I realized, oh, crap, I hadn't even put a diaper on her that morning because she had asked to wear underwear. And I was like, oh, sure, you know, that'll help her get ready for potty training. And so my daughter had no diapers, was not potty trained at all. Um, And so we quickly went into the train bathroom, and I tried to make them, you know, go in there, both of them, but they were scared of it. And and so we, we were in town for two hours, and... And it was like this freezing cold weather. It was just like this frigid cloud that was descended on the whole town. And yeah, about 10 minutes in, my daughter peed her pants and just kind of wore wet pants around the whole time. And like, it's, it's France, right? So everything's closed to like 10 or so. I mean, there was, no, there was nothing I could do about it. So they spent the whole day, the whole day, the whole two hours, um, and my daughter was in wet pants and we went to the playground it took like 45 minutes to walk there we played for 10 minutes and walked back for 45 minutes and that was that was our morning i must say i feel a lot better about my baby puking and about my four-year-old puke five-year-old however the fuck old katie bell is puking in the pool 
oh, mama, that sucks. That's just brutal. There's nothing worse. It's the moment where you're on the train mm-hmm. and you realize yeah. that there's no diaper yeah. and that your kid's not. And that I, we, I've had something similar to that happen yeah. where you're out and you're like, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. It's so easy, too, when you when you have the early wake up. Yeah. Because you're, like, disoriented kind of. And then you're like, let's just go somewhere. And yeah. You, just don't, you never really had a chance to, like, plan things. Well, you stink. Yep, you suck. All the way in France. Yeah. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Teresa. Yes. It's time to call mom. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. Thank goodness. Today, we are calling Gina Sempio uh, of the blog Sister Serendip, which is a blog about open adoption, raising five kids, as well as being a sexual assault survivor, and um, just generally all the interactions of dealing with a large family. So <laughs> it is a very amazing and awesome and insightful blog on many levels. Um, <clears throat> welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you. So what we always start off with our guests is asking who lives in your house. <clears throat> who lives in our house? <laughs> it's me, Good. cut off, um, my husband, who um, has a nickname that starts with O. It's not even his real name, so it seems natural to call him Daddy-O because he's just the Daddy-O, you know, <laughs> of the house. And then I do have five children, so they are 14, 12, 8, 6, and 4. Um, girl, boy, 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 girl. Nice. That was five, right? Do you line them up that way to make life easier? I don't really because, you know what, my um, 12-year-old is really short and my 8-year-old is kind of tall, so they're <laughs> practically the same size. Um, <laughs> and I don't really line them up. I would love to have, like, the little whistle, like the father on the sound of music right, or yeah. something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it doesn't really happen like that. But they do um, wear sailor suits, right? <laughs> yeah, sailor suits. They're, they're pressed. They're bleached. They're beautiful. <laughs> they match. Yes, all the time. Um, not really. And a dog, a little dog zipper. So she's uh, part of the mix. And then poor, that's it. Poor dog. Yeah. There's, a, there's a special spot in heaven for animals that live with small children, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Uh, that. Yeah, that's I, true. Probably, definitely. <laughs> um, well, all right. Well, let's just, uh, let's, I want to talk a little bit about the family setup because, uh, some, uh, some are kids you had by natural means, other kids, uh, you adopted. And I'd like to hear, can you tell us a little bit about your family so our listeners who aren't familiar with the blog can get to know you guys a bit more? Sure. Um, so my husband and I, we actually were friends since high school. <clears throat> and then one day I just decided that it was finally time to take the plunge and not just be friends anymore as much as I hated that because everybody's like, oh, you're going to marry him. You're <laughs> going to marry him. And I was like, he is just my friend. Uh, but it turns out that when you're friends for 10 years first, sometimes that's a basis for a pretty good relationship. So mm-hmm. it's working out for us so far. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, and hopefully forever and ever. Uh, so we had two children. We had a girl and a boy, and that seemed like you know probably perfect stopping point. Right. One, and one of me, done. one of him. We got the vasectomy, and then you know my kids are getting to be like three and four years old. So 
school was just around the corner and like the threats of my husband saying, you know, maybe you have to go to work after the kids <laughs> <laughs> go to school. So instead I picked up, I saw this book about adoption at the thrift shop and I just got it and I, I just, it was hanging out in the kitchen. I mean, he and I both, just he comes hanging from, out in um, the kitchen. I just want to, I'm just like, what's the best way to bring this up with my husband? Yeah. I'll just leave this book leave this, out in the middle of the kitchen. I'll just start setting an extra plate. Right. <laughs> that we ever like talked about it a lot in the past or not before but he is a former teacher I was always involved with kids in one way or the other lots of volunteering things as a nanny he comes from five kids I come from four kids so people were kind of surprised when we stopped after two and he got the vasectomy (laughs) and let me tell you about um, the praises he got getting a vasectomy like oh you're such a good man (laughs) good you know you're such a good man are you sure you want to do this uh, a friend of ours who went, who was 40 when he went, by the way, or no, just getting closer to 40, the doctor was like, well, you know, kind of alluded to the fact that, like, well, maybe one day you and your wife, uh, you know, won't be together anymore, and, you know, you could still shack up what? with a younger gal. Oh, <laughs> my. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's disgusting. So, for some reason, it's like this really big, you know, deal for the men. Uh, <laughs> I'm going on too long. I'm never even getting to the kids. So, vasectomy. Girl, boy, vasectomy. Done. Adoption book from the thrift shop. No, wait. Hold on. <laughs> More children. So, we decided, yeah, let's give it a go. Let's try to... Um, Adopt through foster care. And I know adopting through foster care can be kind of a, a crapshoot. I mean, the state is not an adoption agency. Uh, they're not in the market of finding homes for babies. They really are, uh, as much as I have complaints about them on a lot of levels, I do see that they really are about keeping families together for the most part. So um, it's a tricky way to go into adoption. So I knew that going into it, and I said, okay, well, I only want to take a young child. I don't need an infant. I've done infant twice. I'm good. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't miss waking up and diapers and everything. I'll take a kid up to, you know, four or five, and um, hopefully we can be matched with a child whose parental rights have already been terminated in that way we'd be pretty much guaranteed to be able to adopt them. Uh, you know, I didn't want to put my two kids that we already had through the pain of having a sibling and then mm-hmm. losing them. So six weeks after getting our foster care license, we got a call about an infant baby boy at the hospital who was waiting there for two months, and could we come get him? Oh, and we baby. couldn't believe it was our very first call. We couldn't believe it was only six weeks into being licensed, and then it was an infant. We didn't think that we'd get an infant. Um so we asked about him, and he seemed like a good fit for us. And although he did not have termination of parental rights, um, it just seemed like it was going to be headed that way. So we decided to take the chance, and we brought him home, and he's been with us ever since. Um, so when he was about two years old, we got a call that there was another baby that was his brother. So would we want to come get him? And we had kind of discussed, well, maybe, you know, mom could have another baby. Would we take another? Yeah, we think we could take one more. Uh, Now, wait, I just got to stop. I mean, like, that's such a thing to think about, like, right there. You know, if if this mother, (laughs) if the mother of this kid has another kid, I don't even know if I would ever have put two and two together to think, would we take that child, or would that child even be well, up for adoption? Well, we didn't think beyond him, though. We thought to ourselves, I remember thinking, like, yeah, mom could have another baby, and we always said, like, yeah, maybe we could take one more, but we never thought about that, her having another baby then after that. I don't wow. know why. I mean, I guess maybe somewhere one of us did, but um, we didn't really talk about it. We were like, yeah, we could probably <clears> handle <throat> if they called us one more time. And when they called me that time, my husband was at work, and I was like, 
Well, first of all, I was really thinking it would be a girl because I had a girl and a boy <laughs> and a boy. So the next one should naturally be a girl. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> they called me and they were like, I could tell by the caseworker's voice, she was like being really sweet and suspicious, you know. She was like, hi, Dina. <laughs> and I said, there's a baby, isn't there? She said, yes. And I said, what is it? And she said, a boy. And I said, okay. <laughs> And I said, but I guess I better call my husband and ask him because I got a cat without asking once and that didn't go over well. So <laughs> let me just, you know, give a quick uh, text message. Hey, you want a baby? Uh, you know, so he said, yes, we took the baby. So then we were up to four babies. Um, and then um, a really amazing thing happened is that uh, my kid's biological mom kind of resurfaced and really started doing well for herself. And that was uh, a hard time because I started to care for her and wanting her to do well and being terrified that I would, you know, lose the baby that we loved so much. And that was my son's sibling. Um, and ultimately, he ended up staying with us, too. She worked hard, but it just wasn't quite enough in the right time frame. Um, and then the next thing we knew right after we got the go-ahead to adopt him, uh, we got a call about another baby. From the same, from the same, from same natural mom. Yeah, mother. they wouldn't have even, because we weren't really actively, we weren't looking for a placement, so they wouldn't have called us just about another baby, only about okay. a sibling. Um, so then that one, that last um, case was really a roller coaster case, because then at that point, I really had a well established relationship with mom, really cared about her a lot. Um, and I saw her doing really well, and I really didn't think that um, this the baby girl was going to stay with us. And, and she, as a matter of fact, she stayed with us two days and then left and went back because um, she was able to live with a biological family member for a few days. And then that didn't work out for another reason. So I was like, well, this is probably going to be the story with her. She's going to come and go. We're not going to know what's going to happen. Uh, so that was a big drama-filled ride, but ultimately she stayed with us too. So we are done. The addition's been built. The car cannot <laughs> hold another person in it. Jeez. We're at the maximum capacity for the car. Um, and we've got, uh, you know, we've got a full fun house and we, we think that we're probably done. So if we right. ever got another phone call, I don't, who knows, who the hell knows what would happen. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> can, you, can you maybe say, can you stop having children? <laughs> <laughs> well, people, I, yeah. And the thing is with her, you know, it's not the same kind of decision making process. I know, I know, no, I know. No, uh, no, and clearly, we actually but that... see her, you know, we see her now and, uh, we just saw her on Thanksgiving, which was really nice. Uh, and she looks like she's doing well. And I'm glad that my kids uh, can have a relationship with her. Like I said, when my first adopted son came home, there was almost two years that we had absolutely no contact with her. Nobody knew how to get in touch with her at all. And I had one piece of paper that had a photocopied uh, signature of hers from the hospital when he was born. And the longest time I thought that that was going to be the only wow. thing I ever had, you know. And now our lives are so full. On Thanksgiving Day, we stopped at my kid's biological great-grandmother's house. Um, we saw their auntie, we saw their great auntie, cousin, their mom, and then we went to their grandfather's house and we saw him and his wife and, you know, a whole bunch of family members over there. So I always think about going back to that one photocopied signature, you know, and thinking that was all I was going to get. And now seeing that we just have this really much bigger family than just besides the three kids, like it is just growing exponentially and it's wonderful no yeah it actually is and it's so it's funny that that you mention uh staying connected with 
their biological family, which which really is amazing. <clears throat> and I was hoping to save it after we had proven that you were totally an asshole and not special. At you all. know, we're gonna say, we're taking it backwards. Can we're I'm taking it backwards today. Saying, I'll, I'll act like I'm real nice. Yeah, and I'll start to fall in love with me, and then I'll tell about what a jerk I am. Right, so. right. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're you're ruining my storyline here. But I mean, I gotta say, in all seriousness, that's pretty remarkable. I'm not gonna call you a saint or anything, but it's pretty remarkable because it is. I mean, there's got to be a conscious decision that you and your husband make that, you know, I, I, I have to imagine there are scenarios where people don't want the children to have a relationship with the biological parents. Right. Right. Um, they just want it separated because, you know, for a million reasons. There yeah. are a million reasons why people have to give up their children. Um, some are good. Some are understandable. Some are bad, you know, right. and you never know how that's going to affect your life. Uh, in trying to raise these children uh, to be he- healthy and happy and to not add additional stress. And so, you know, can I ask what led to the decision for you guys to say we're going to try and make this work? And do you have like sort of a built-in, you know, stop word for each other where you're like, maybe this is no longer something that's viable for us? Um, no, because everything's been so positive so yeah. far that nothing's even, you know, creeped us out or made us wonder you know, if this hasn't been a good idea or not. Um, The decision to be in touch with him in the first place, I mean, to us, it always just seemed like the natural thing to do. There wasn't a question or debate about it at all. And before we could have any kind of contact with mom, um, I knew about some other siblings that had been adopted already, and I... um, I even had to work to get their contact information, and I did. Cause, and then I thought maybe those were the only the only contact that we were going to have. Um, but then, so when our uh, second adopted son was a foster child and mom reappeared, um, and also her, her partner, my younger two's father, uh, and then when they were really trying to work their plan with the last two kids, part of their plan was having weekly visits with them at the um, foster care office, you know. Right. And so I, and I had to drive them. Um, certain foster kids, they can get rides. It was a big rigmarole for us. And then I realized that by driving that I was getting to know them. So uh, it turned out to be a good thing because then it wasn't just like a stranger came and buckled my baby in and took them away for a visit right. and then brought them back and I never got to, you know, experience being with them. And the thing that I also, I always tell, because a lot of people say, you know, when people tell me how much of a saint I am, right. they're like, you know, well, this is happening. You have these relationships because you, you, you. Hmm. And like, yes, it's true. I put the effort forth and I didn't, and I was open to it, but I've got to say, the biological family also needs to be on the same page. You know, just as a lot of foster parents are like, oh, whoa, we don't want any part of the biological family, a lot of um, families who have children removed might have feelings like, well, it's this foster family has stolen my baby. Right. You know, of course, of course, you know, there's gonna, there could be the potential for a lot of bad feelings there. But each uh, biological family member that we have met has met us with open arms and are just overjoyed that I want to be in touch with them, and to be able to see the children. So it's, it's a two-way street, like any relationship is. Uh, so I just lucked out in every way. And also, yeah, as far as why my kids were removed, had more to do with um, social problems, poverty issues. You know, there wasn't, like, my kids weren't in a home for years where they were being physically abused right. or anything, because then I would definitely give pause to wanting to be in touch with somebody that was hurting them. Right. Uh, this was more, you know, circumstances uh, that were beyond you know, a little bit beyond control. Right. Well, um, yeah, how about how about I say this? You're very nice. How about <laughs> well, that? Thank you. You're very nice. <laughs> um, but 
But like we always say to any of our guests who, because we believe that everybody's circumstances can be extreme no matter what they exact, right. what they specifically are. Um, uh, let's 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 get real. How how hard is this? This has got to be difficult. What makes you can't be that great all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what, all right. Well, what, what exactly are you asking? Is it difficult, like to? You no, know, I don't know. I guess I guess it's a little bit like I think. I think I want to address. You did a, a great speech, uh, which we're going to link people up to uh, talk about um, uh, how adoptive parents can be assholes. And I think there is. I think uh, you touched on something in that speech that I think a lot of people who are parents of adopted kids or have kids with special needs or, you know, whatever it is that that's more obvious. And, and, you know, we should mention that your adoptive kids, it's a bi, it's a interracial, what is the right? right. They, they look much different. They look different. <laughs> they look a little different. Um, even in their, all of their white sailor suits um, exactly. <laughs> lined up. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people get these comments, uh, out, we're just going to put all the offensive comments aside that yeah. we already know come out all the time in anybody's right. situation. Um, but I think there's a little hero praise, a little hero worship, a little saint yeah. worship that 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 people in these situations deal with that average, quote unquote, average moms no one, no one gives two shits if you if you manage to get through the store with your kids. You're totally like whatever kids. No one gives two shits. But if people see five of you tromping along and there's something obviously unique about it, or if it's you and your kid in a wheelchair coming down the grocery right. store, you're a fucking saint that you got through, you know, you got all yeah. your shredded wheat back into the... Who eats right. shredded wheat besides so my Not husband? only are you a saint, but everybody's allowed to say whatever they want to you. That's the other Well, right. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to talk about that. I mean, I think I want to talk a little bit about, you know, sort of the insanity that you have to deal with with that. Right. And then... <laughs> you know... Well, it's, it's, can I just say, it's, yeah. it's also like othering in a way. Othering, it's like yeah. only an angelic saint from heaven would right. adopt children. I would never, I could never do that. I could never do what you do. And it's like, it's almost uh, like no, yeah, actually yeah. you could. Actually you could totally just do it. I did it. Right. You know. And there's always that like, I can't do, I don't know how you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, I get it and I'm sure you get it too. I, like, I don't know how you, um, you know, breastfeed a baby. I don't know how you put on a podcast every week. Right. But, like People just like, whatever is different from what they know how to do. Yeah. It's different. People are, and people have asked me like crazy questions about how do you take a shower? Right. <laughs> really? How do I take a shower? Like, you know, I, 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 may, I make it work. <laughs> actually, I read that post. You actually did a post on this. And there was a gra- I actually read the line out loud to my husband. There's a great line where you're like, one of the questions you get is, you're out with friends. How did yeah. you do that? Well, I said to my husband, I'm going out with friends. And he said, have fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, that's always astonishing. Oh, my God. You're out of the house without the children. You take a shower. Yeah. You cook. Like, of course I do. Like, you know what? Yeah, I have five kids, and maybe it's a different workload than somebody that has one child. But we're all busy with our stuff, you right. know? And I'm fortunate that I know how to handle five kids. I mean, maybe this would be a much different story if I really couldn't freaking handle uh, five kids. But you know what? I, I come from a lot of kids. Like I said before, you know, I was always 
involved with children. And guess what? I have two or three kids after school extra, all, you know, most days of the week. Right. Too. This is what I know how to do. You know, it's all right here. Well, it's, um, the, it's the fact that we're all, people forget that we're all adaptable. Whether you've adapted to one kid or five kids, right. you're going to adapt. You're going to figure it out. No one's 10 years into the game. Like, still, like, how still do like, how do I do Nobody this? Nobody handed me five children at once. Right. right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's how do you a, do it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's right. I had it one at a time. The two are practically self-sufficient. They're 14 and 12. You right. know, what do they need me for? They're, well, rides, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can count on them for things. But what else do people say? Well, yeah, so there's the, the rude line of questioning. There's people who really want my children to be um, from Africa only and not from uh, New Jersey, where mm-hmm. we live, and which is where they were born. From- uh, we had one woman who was so insistent. So she sat down at a little table next to us, this really cramped little thing. At the time, we only had um, our... Three kids, so our, our biological two and one adopted. And she sat down and she leans over to my husband, real nonchalant, and she goes, "Where's the baby from? <laughs> not, not hello, not he's cute, you know. Where's the baby from?" <laughs> so my husband says, "New Jersey," and she said, "No, before that, <laughs> he said um, New Jersey." Right. And then she's like, "Well, no, but where did he come before that? Like a uterus?" Like, yeah. <laughs> And my husband said, New Jersey. And then he finally turned around. And then this is one of those moments that he wishes that I wouldn't open my mouth as loudly as I do. But I'm sitting there, like, with my jaw dropped. And I said, next time somebody keeps asking you like that, you say a uterus. Like, right. Yes. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. First of all, yes. you, don't, you don't owe her any answer at all. Like, she's so rude just sitting down and, you know, and you answered her yeah. already. I, yeah, yeah, you've answered. Do yeah. I, did I stutter? Yeah. Fucking New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's yeah. Uh, I'm like I don't know when their when their uh, ancestors were stolen from Africa slaves. Right. They weren't kind enough to write down which country they took yeah. them from. That's right. You know they weren't really known for their kindness and penmanship. Those people, anyway. So there's the the rude line of questioning. There's the like, oh, how do you do it? I don't know how you do it. And then there's the you're the saint. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, you're good people. You're a saint. You're going to heaven. Um, I usually, <laughs> if they're, if they're offering me something free, like what I do say in that, uh, clip that you watch, yeah. I don't allude to the fact that we're atheists. <laughs> 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 I don't want to like upset their image of me at all if they're giving us something out of the deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, but the point is of that, that speech that I did for the listen to your mother show is that like, I'm, you know, I'm not a saint. Um, you know, this opportunity came, like, to love babies. You know, who doesn't love babies? Uh, you know, we still <laughs> eat shit that falls on the floor. We still yell at our kids. We still have crazy shenanigans here. Like, we're just still a family, you know, that's figuring out how to do it. Right. All the time. Nope. Good job doing that. Yeah, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I don't believe you. Everything's incredibly, you're, you're some sort of, ma- it's magic. You're doing, you're, you're a miracle worker. <laughs> Uh, no, and on all, all honesty, good job. Yeah, good that job. you are doing. You are in fact doing an amazing job. Yeah, thank you. But you're not special. No, but you're but not I'm special. I'm not special. I'm just an asshole like the rest of That's you. That's right. I swear to God, I, I am. I believe Teresa says much. you're no special kind of jerk. You're just a mom jerk. <laughs> exactly, it's a special category. That's right. Well, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We're going to link everybody up to the um, to your blog as well as to this particular video because it's a great speech. It's very funny. It's very relatable to all of us. Uh, one kid, five kids. 
Yeah, if you got a kid, you're busy and you can relate, I think, you know. Yeah, and we've all done the kinds of things that maybe I mentioned in the speech. Exactly. And <laughs> uh, we just want to thank you for coming on the show. And, and you really are doing a good job. And thank you again. Hey, well, thanks very much. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Justin, what are you doing? Uh, strapping a uh, chicken to my arm. Heard there's some uh, plague out west, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of get out ahead of it. Justin, if you'd ever listened to our medical history podcast, Sawbones, where we talk about everything from trepanation to bloodletting, you would know that that is a ridiculous idea and it will never work. Sawbones? I haven't caught it. Sawbones? Yes, it's every Friday on the Maximum Fun Network, and we record it together doctor or something yes oh i enjoyed her yeah me too so much i always like reminding all of us that we're all doing just okay just okay (laughs) (laughs) and that i feel like maybe we should all just go around start calling each other saints no matter what like if you're at the grocery store like with like one kid like you're a you're a saint yeah just if oh, you okay. even if you don't have kids, yeah. you're just like, let's just say the person in front of the checkout aisle, yeah. you know, like whatever they've got. Yeah. Looks like they're gonna make a meal for themselves. Yeah. You're a saint. Great job. You really are special <laughs> that you're gonna whip together this dinner that you that you've got a dog or that you are cooking. Yeah. Hey, wait for cannot cut me off. Yeah. You are an angel from heaven yeah. walking around on earth. <laughs> Good job. Uh, that would actually be hilarious. <laughs> Let's instead over-glorify everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's just take the special out of special. I like that. I like that, Let's too. Let's do it. It's a, a, new, <laughs> a new bit of unhelpful advice from one bad mother. <laughs> you know what always makes me feel good? Mm. After talking to an amazing mom doing an amazing job is hearing another amazing mom totally lose their shit. <laughs> Hi, this is a rant, Um, a little bit of backstory. I am at my mom's for Thanksgiving with my husband and my beautiful eight-month-old daughter, Fiona. And um, we got here on the later side last night because I had to work late and we made it. She traveled really well and, you know, everything's great. Like, my mom's super excited to see us, but uh, bedtime got pushed back. So naturally, it took two hours to put her to sleep. So she finally fell asleep at one o'clock. And then proceeded to wake up five times between the hours of 1 and 6.30 when I finally got up with her. So I let my husband sleep in because that's what I try to do on days off. And then he takes extra night shifts in the week. We have this great thing worked out, and he's amazing. I have to preface it with that. But when you get to sleep in an extra three hours in me after we only get three hours of sleep overnight, the only words I want to hear out of your mouth when I come wake you up at 9 a.m. are, I feel great, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Because you don't get to get out of bed and be all sluggish and cranky. And then you'll make a breakfast for yourself and not share any with me because I'm trying to put our daughter down for a nap. He made this amazing omelet and didn't ask if I wanted any. He didn't check with me to see how I'm doing. He just slugs out of bed without saying more than two words to me and goes downstairs. Let me put the fussing crying baby asleep in a totally new place 
and it takes me like an hour, and she's still not sleeping. He eats an amazing breakfast, comes upstairs, and is like, how are things going? So um, I love my husband, but I wanted to uh, staple a sign to his head that said dumbass because I don't understand how you could possibly look at me after you get an extra two and a half hours of sleep and be like, oh, I don't feel real great today. I don't care if you have the plague. You put on a fucking smile and you do a tap dance for me because I've spent the last three hours with a fucking crabby baby who didn't get to sleep last night either, and you're in the only room that has a bed for her. So get your ass out of bed, smile at me, and go make me some breakfast. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> hey, yeah. fucking seriously. Me- this ties Fuck in so that. well. Yeah. To the baby mama drama. First off, the number of times I've walked into the kitchen and I'm like, oh, what are you making? Yeah, is any of that... For like like lunchtime, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, what's everybody else having? Yeah, that's, that's my smart ass thing. Yeah. I say, what's everybody else having this morning yeah. or this afternoon? Right. Uh, it's so right, and like, and that's the drama part. That's the thing yeah. where your brain's like, she's. I know all these things are yeah. going to screw up this whole thing. Yeah. And if you can't be on board with it, yeah. Then do what you can do. You know, if you have the luxury of not worrying about yeah. this or it's just not on your radar yeah. and I don't want to be the crazy person who becomes like the walking cartoon yeah. stereotype from the fucking papers. No, no. You know? Nobody wants to be that. Yeah, no one wants to be that and you can help me not be that yeah. by saying thank you yeah. and what can I do to well, help? Well, that is the, I think what can I do is this, it's the key yeah. or it's a great key yes. to changing everything. And I, I hate to even bring up something that we have to do. But heaven forbid, your partner says, what can I do for you? Be prepared to answer without biting their heads off because that's my big mistake. Uh If Stefan is wise enough to say, what can I do? I'll be like, what the fuck do you think you could do? Look around. (laughs) Like, fucking make me some breakfast. Pick up the, do the 22 things that I am trying to do with the, you know. Or or what I do a lot of times, which is just like, I don't know. Right, or, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Right. So instead, we all need to work yeah. on make me some yeah. lunch. Can you make me something to eat? Yeah. Can, or can you, you just take her for 20 minutes? For 20 minutes. Walk outside. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Don't just take the baby in and stand there. <laughs> Get out. Leave. Go away. Um, I want to say, one, there's no, I don't think there's any solution to the one of us. To us being crazy. To us being crazy. <laughs> I think I think it is what has kept the species alive for so long. So every time your partner's being crazy, mm-hmm. you should be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for keeping our species and our family line alive. You're doing great. We're that. winning. Yes, I love now that. Now what can I get you? Yeah. And how fast can I get it for you? Yeah. Um, so, th- so I admit that I don't think that's really, I think this was just one of our like, ah, yeah, episodes, our Kathy Ack. Yeah. We were due for one. We were due. Yeah. We, it was coming. It was post Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and two, I want to go back to the genius moment mm-hmm. with Mr. Was it Mr. Crayfish. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, I had a moment. I realized that yeah. momming up. Yeah. I think sometimes is just about. Shifting gears and staying nice yeah. to your kids. Totally. This is hard for them too. Yeah. And I yeah. think about Mr. Crayfish mm-hmm. and how fun that suddenly became for yeah. everybody. And I think that is that is really what momming up is sometimes. Totally. 
And that again, it's like totally, yeah, exactly it. Yeah, and it, it just was like, and I mean, anybody can have the mom yeah, up moment. That's totally. not like. I mean, I think it's it's empowering in the sense that it's like actually we do if we can pull it together, yeah. like we do have the power to turn those situations around a <laughs> lot of the time. Right, which is why it yeah. can play into things not just related to kids. Yeah. You know, it really can just be I'm gonna mom up and do these tasks that I have to do today mm-hmm. and I'm gonna keep a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna let it like I'm gonna mom up during this Thanksgiving meal. I'm gonna mm-hmm. mom up during like whatever it is. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I just encourage everyone. We are just at the beginning of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. It is not going to get any easier. Mm-hmm. The pressure is going to ratchet up. People are coming and going. A lot of stress. Everybody just try and mom up. And remember that you actually love your children. Mm-hmm. And they really love you. And if you can... Just take out all the chaos around you and focus just for a split second on, like, making it kind of fun. It will become fun for you. Mm -hmm. And if one of you cannot get unbent out of shape, Mm -hmm. get out of the room. Yeah, take a break. Take a break. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you survived Thanksgiving. Good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to thank our guest. Uh, Gina again for coming on. Mm -hmm. She's doing an amazing job. Though she's no saint. She's nothing special. Nope. Um, Our mom ranter, hang in there. Yeah. You are doing a good job. No one doesn't think you love your husband. Yeah, it's clear. You've got great perspective about this. Good. Yeah. He's still being a dick. Yeah. Stop being a dick, husband. I didn't marry a dick. Nope. Stop being a dick. That's right. Uh, Mom up, dad. (laughs) And uh, Teresa. Yes. You are doing a great job. Thank you. No matter. And I don't think you're crazy at all. Thank you. I think you're just being an excellent mom. You know what? Same to you. Thank you. I'm doing... Great being concerned about all of these issues. We are surviving. We are keeping the chain alive (laughs) and going. All bets are off when the zombie apocalypse happens. Oh, yeah, right. Everybody, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blue, low down mama blue. Got to low down mama blue, got to low down mama blue, know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listener. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, buzzer by not down mama. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.